Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of This Lonely Bitch. I'm your host, Ava. Thank you so much for being here. Let's see. Last week, we talked a bit about my insecurities coming up. And, you know, this feeling of... Honestly, I had I had just felt like I was getting an apology from my dad. Where he's like, I'm just sorry that... <laughs> I was fucking useless. He wasn't useless, but you know, in the emotions department, my father could not say the words, I love you until, (laughs) until I was like 25. (laughs) It was adorable. He was an adorable man. (laughs) One time we got into a fight and he was like, I don't know why you're so nasty. I'm your father. I like you a lot. And then he stormed off. (laughs) I was like 17. My daddy. My daddy. Anyway. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Like zero, none, negative zero, negative a thousand, negative 75, hundred million. No fucking idea. What do you do? People are like, what are you looking for? I don't fucking know. I'm like, I, I'll feel it when it comes. But you know what? I don't fucking know. And I'm like, they're like, well, what kind of lifestyle do you want to have? I don't know. I don't know. I just have like, I feel like it's like one of those things like you're going to know it when you see it. And that's so fucking stupid. (sighs) I have the Tinder. I deleted the Tinder. And I am continuing to meet people based on like through social groups, which I think is better. And, you know, it's really funny. I've been meeting people who already know someone I know. Um, so that's fun. It's not working out, but, (laughs) but it is comforting, um, because the world is not so big, guys. It's not so big. Um, I've been meeting people and realizing that, well, I had one specific moment where I was looking at this guy and I thought, I liked him. I was attracted to him. And I was like, I am afraid. I'm afraid in this moment. I'm afraid of him. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid that, you know, I'm not, I'm afraid that I am not the only woman he's interested in. I'm afraid that, you know, I'm the one of many women he's interested in, but I'm one that's available. So maybe that's why he's interested in me. I'm afraid that... You know, I will choose someone and then discover that I am not enough. I am afraid of all these things. Um, you know, I said in the last episode, <laughs> I'm at a beach and these boys walk by. I said in the last episode that all of these um, feelings all of my self-worth issues are coming up basically and they're coming up more intensely 
I'm afraid of having a relationship like my parents. Basically, my dad cheated on my mom a lot. And I remember, I remember being in situations where one situation in particular, where we were with my dad, his lover, and my mom, and his lover's children. She was also married. And two of us, and two of us kids. And we were all in a minivan heading somewhere. I don't remember. Um, it was like a family day trip. And I just, you know, it's like I can feel my mother's humiliation to this day. That humiliation was palpable. And it's so real today. It is as real as this bench that I'm sitting on. It is as, as real as the clothes that I'm wearing, it is as real as the phone in my hand. I still feel it today. And I was thinking, looking at this man, I'm afraid of something like this, of feeling something like this, that kind of humiliation. And I thought, I believe that this man and I have some kind of connection, a genuine connection. And maybe it's not, you know, the the one. He's not the one. But I do believe that there was a connection there and that it was worth it for me to engage with him. I felt so drawn to him and I kept going out and socializing with him and like groups of people. It's not something I really enjoy doing that much, honestly. Um, But I just wanted to be around him, you know? I thought, what difference does it make? Even, let's say, let's say, you know, that night he was going to leave and he had a woman in his bed, in his hotel room waiting for him. That doesn't change the fact that he and I also shared a connection that was genuine why do I care so much about what's happening elsewhere if this man is not a man to whom I am committed I've not made any promises to him he's not made any promises to me all we're doing at this point is sniffing each other's butts you know why why am I taking it so seriously I was just taking it so seriously. I'm taking it all so seriously and I'm not having any fun, you know? It just isn't fun. I mean, I do have practical things to take into consideration. Like I don't need people around here seeing me slutting it up and developing a reputation because it is a small city and people do know each other. People do talk. They do. They just, they do. <laughs> it's, I'm not making that up, you know. Um, that's, that's a reality. I can't concern myself so much with that, but it is a reality. And it does potentially put me at risk. But what risk? I don't know. Yeah, so I was just thinking, like, I'm not having any fun. And then I met another guy. <laughs> I met another guy and I liked him right away and we had a mutual contact 
and I felt more free to enjoy his company. I think also there was a lack of defensiveness. Like there was some defensiveness. Like I'm naturally a bit cautious when I'm attracted to someone. I could feel his defensiveness. I could say, I could feel it, you know. Um, But there was still like a comfort there. I don't know that I ever felt comfortable with this other guy but the most important thing is that I am not talking about the guy I dated here (laughs) I'm not talking about the local guy anymore I'm talking about these other guys I'm meeting other men I'm moving on with my life isn't that exciting I let myself be sad and feel pathetic and even disgusting and now I'm moving on with my life (laughs) I'm so relieved I'm so happy also I've been getting coffee cup readings from this girl here she's become my friend and she keeps saying you know you gotta let go of this guy (laughs) like i know everything is selling me everything is selling me let it go let it go so i'm like all right i'm gonna let it go i guess like it's like i don't know yeah yeah let it go meet new people have some fun yeah so I'm so I'm trying not to take things so seriously because I'm th- meeting people and I'm thinking like could this be a long term thing and you know what that's so much pressure it's so much pressure on me to make those kinds of decisions when I'm still hi I'm still figuring out what it is that's even important to me you know like this is p- totally putting the cart before the horse. So I'm putting so much pressure on myself and then I'm putting so much pressure on the situation and it makes me, it takes me out of the situation. It takes me out of this, these moments where, you know, I could be having fun. I could just be having fun and enjoying someone's company. Could just be enjoying someone's company. I would say that the guy here is as serious as I am or as I was, so maybe one of the things that drew us together was that we're both taking it way too seriously. I think, you know, me wanting something and him taking it super seriously, not wanting something. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I, I feel also like I'm so afraid to choose someone you know, today I was recording this and what I'll do is I'll record um, multiple versions until I find one that I'm happy with. And I, it comes up, it came up for me, this, this truth, you know, like what if I'm never good enough for this person? I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid of being with someone and then he's like constantly looking over his shoulder, looking over my shoulder for someone better that's what I think is going to happen that's what I'm afraid that's what I'm afraid is going to happen I should say wow you know I feel like that's a huge admission but it doesn't feel huge for me to say it could be because I'm exhausted I've been very tired (laughs) I've been very tired I've also you know it's funny so I have been meeting all these men and I've been really tired I've just been so tired and I thought 
is it like me meeting these men it's depleting my energy but i think maybe from interacting with men in this way and readjusting my expectations and my beliefs and my approach to this whole process is just making me tired you know my brain is reconfiguring itself as it has been as it has been for how long now or like ever it's a it's a lifelong process sleep when you can you should sleep that's my advice to you people ask i look pretty young for my age people ask me what's your what's your secret i'm like sleep sunscreen water and try to avoid the fuck boys (laughs) as cute as they are yeah yeah, I just don't really know what I'm doing. I'm kind of like, all right, I'm dating. I guess I'll date. I guess I'll talk to guys. I guess, I guess. And then I don't, I thought I'm like, what am I doing with this podcast? It's so stupid. I'm just like talking about my feelings. It's so stupid. And it's not like I'm learning anything. All I'm doing is like, what am I doing? It's so stupid. And then people are like, you spend too much time thinking about this sort of this stuff. I'm like whatever and then you know i'm fucking like what the hell like so many people i feel like so many people are constantly telling me the things that i'm doing wrong and i'm like really am i really opening myself up to so much scrutiny tell me the things i do wrong tell me i'm just fucking doing everything wrong i don't feel like i'm doing everything wrong i just feel like i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> it's not the same not knowing what you're doing is not the same as doing everything wrong. Not knowing what you're doing is not the same as doing everything wrong. Not knowing what you're doing, say it with me, not knowing what you're doing is not the same as doing everything wrong. Okay, okay, let's put it on a t shirt. Hmm. Anyway, today is Tuesday. I want to publish this to publish this you know what this guy said to me the last guy i met he said you're resting and i was like i am resting and then he said and it's like you're blossoming and i was like how do you know that that's what i want (laughs) i am blossoming like it's so nice to talk to someone who just just understands hi who, who just understands and it's not criticizing. Just understands and is not criticizing. Men are not like this, usually. <laughs> They're always telling you what to do. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. But you know, I mean, that's kind of me too. Like, I want to run into someone's arms and have them take care of me. <laughs> and tell me what to do. Whatever. I have daddy issues. What do you expect? <laughs> I want this too. Who knows what I want? And then I was thinking, (laughs) I do like these segues. So then I was thinking about my parents and my mother. Okay, so my mother came from a poorer family, I should say. My father came from a wealthier family, I should say. Comfortable. My mother and my father liked each other. My mother was like, I'm leaving this town. 
So either you marry me or I leave. She was always very ambitious. She always wanted more for herself and she was never afraid of going to get it. I have to say that about my mother. I really admire that about her. She always wanted more for herself. My dad was like, okay, I'll marry you. So then what happened after my dad married my mom was that his family cut him off because they were like, you married this, albeit beautiful, trash woman. (laughs) I don't think they said she was a trash woman, but they cut him off and my father had to adjust to life you know, being like a comfortable, spoiled boy. I don't want to say spoiled because it has this negative connotation. It has a negative connotation, but he was comfortable. He had a nice life, you know, and he never really had to do anything to give, to make his life comfortable. And then it was hard for him to figure out how to do that, I guess. But I think really my parents were just so incompatible They didn't trust each other. You know, I could see instances where my dad wanted to kind of step into a leadership role, but my mother is also powerful and headstrong and, you know, was also in a leadership role and they just like didn't know how to share that role. I feel like you go back and forth with it, right? You negotiate, you talk about where you're comfortable, where you're not comfortable, what you want, what your strengths are, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, they just, like, couldn't get it together. And I don't know. Like, I... Like, I don't know. I don't know how to let a man be a man and take care of me when he wants to take care of me and the way he understands how to take care of me and the way he knows and the way he's comfortable taking care of someone. And I don't know, like, how to accept the men who just know how to take care of me in the ways I want to be taken care of. And I think I even am judging myself for wanting care in the ways in which I want care, you know? Like I want a man to say, hey, I would like to take you out to dinner I would like to spend time with you. I would like to do this with you and just be really direct about it. I want a man to make decisions instead of always saying, well, what would you prefer? What would you like to do? I hate that, actually. I hate it so much, having to decide all the time. So, like... Do you meet the guy who's sensitive and great, who can't make a decision to save his life? Or maybe he's just, like, not interested enough to make a decision. That's how I see it. Maybe he's just, like, not interested enough. I feel like when a guy really likes you and is in a position, like, psychologically and emotionally ready to have a woman in his life, he feels comfortable to, like, puff up his chest and make decisions and just like do shit and when he can't make decisions he's not in that place yet he's just not in that place yet or maybe he doesn't feel confident enough to be with 
whatever woman he happens to be with in that moment confident enough to make a decision for them he's worried about not making a good decision I don't know this is rambling I'm looking at the waves I don't know if you can hear them there are people talking but you might be able to hear really really gentle waves lapping against this rocky coast and I'm looking out onto, it's like a U-shaped coast, so I can see the other side. And it's all mountains. Some of them still have a bit of snow on them. You just see the shadows, there's a little bit of fog, there's some clouds. What are the clouds when it looks like, um, when it looks like someone, you know, put a blob of paint on a canvas and just took a spackle and swiped it down but it's a little mottled it looks like that and then there are these birds these birds with like pretty small wings pretty big bodies for their wings I would say flying around just like 10 of them and the coast here, so I'm not at a proper beach. Well, I'm not at, I guess, what we typically consider to be a beach that's like open, flat, either sand or pebbles. This beach is just on the coast, just off, like, it's all rocks. And they have a ladder that leads into the water. It's a lot like Malta, except Malta, I mean, this is literally like, it's a very steep descent to the ladder. <laughs> Malta, you would have a steep descent to a flat rock area, and then you could go into the water from there. Sometimes there were patches, parts where there was just a ladder, but it would still be something resembling what we typically think of as a beach. We typically consider it to be a beach. That is called to prayer. Oh my God, call to prayer in this city is so fucking loud. And I'm so happy to be out of the center of town <laughs> because if I was out of, if I was in the center of town right now, I couldn't even record. It's so loud. You can't do anything. You can't have a conversation. You can't read whatever it was you're reading. Even, you know, with noise cancellation headphones, you can hear, you can hear it. It's really loud. <laughs> anyway, it's really peaceful and beautiful here. The vegetation is really lush. There is a cannon that was shot. That's what that sounds like. A cannon was shot or thunder. Wow. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. And that's another thing I was thinking about. I dated a guy and we were fighting one day. And he was like, I'm not good at this. I don't know how to do this. And I was like, oh, I feel so bad for him. He's so useless. He's so stupid. But if I had been honest with myself in that moment, I would have said, hey, I don't know what I'm doing either. We can figure it out together. I think the ideal relationship is two people coming together saying, I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. We don't have to do anything except what we want to do. And we can decide that together. 
as friends, as a team. A team of two people who like to fuck each other. I think that sounds great. It sounds like an awesome way to live. It's scary though, because if you base it on friendship, what's the deal with friendship? Friendship requires you to be honest, right? And requires you to tell the truth. And I think sometimes friendship can be difficult when it's mixed with attraction because attraction brings up so many insecurities. Why does attraction bring up so many insecurities? It's so strange. It's like, it feels like you might die. You're not going to die. I'm not going to die. Hey, 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 Ava, you're not going to fucking die. You might get an STD, though. (laughs) Cool your jets. All right. I have nothing left to say. (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope this helps you somehow, or at the very least entertains you, fills the space in the car ride, or when you're doing laundry, or when you're walking your dog, whatever you're doing. As Vicky would say, ciao for now.